You are listening to the Highland Baptist Church podcast. To learn more about Highland Baptist Church, including our gathering times, please visit our website at hbcmolino.com. Today's talk comes from Josh Helton. Amen. Thank you for that. Thank you, church, for that special this morning. I know y'all didn't come prepared to sing a special, but y'all did a great job. And so I appreciate that this morning. And it's funny how God works. It's funny how he is not surprised by anything. This morning we're starting a new series entitled Seasons. And one of the hardest parts for us in times of life is to be able to say it is well with my soul. Sometimes those are the hardest words for us to say as we're walking through things in life that it is well with my soul. God is so good that He used that special to lead us into where we're going to be at today. Before we turn in our Bibles, let me pray for us. Father, thank You. Thank You for Your goodness, Your grace, and Your mercy today. Lord, thank You for those surprises that remind us that You're still in control. Lord, as we look at that thought this morning, as we're reminded of that through your scripture, Lord, I pray that your words would be heard today. Lord, that you'd open the hearts and the minds and the ears of those that are listening today, whether they're here in the room or whether they're watching online. Lord, I pray that you'd speak to your people today. Just let me be a mouthpiece, Lord. Move me out of the way. Let your words be heard and we'll give you the glory for it all. Thank you, Lord. For another chance, another opportunity to hear from you. May we take it and apply it to who it is you've called us to be. We pray all of this in your most precious name. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Ecclesiastes chapter 3. I'm going to tell you the scripture reference. That way you can take a little bit of time to find it. Uh, It is in the Old Testament. Uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 3. It's a unique book. Uh, Ecclesiastes is it's 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 different. Um, there's there's not if you read through um, the book itself, there's there's not a whole lot that just makes you feel warm and fuzzy. There's not a whole lot that that you look at and uh, there's there's this underlying theme throughout it all that everything that we do is done in vain. Everything that happens, everything on this this earth is just it, it's done with no point. But then you get to chapter 3, and there is a purpose, there is a point, there is meaning to this life. Before we get into the text, though, I told you earlier our, our message this morning is entitled Seasons, and we're going to be walking through that uh, for at least a couple of weeks, depending on how God lays that out. He pointed us here to, to start that, because the reality is we go through seasons in life, and I'm not just talking just the young and then teenage and then adulthood and then middle adulthood and then senior adulthood. I'm not just talking about those seasons in life. We go through trials. We go through those ups and downs, those hills and valleys in life. And just like the seasons of the year, sometimes they change rapidly. Just like the the seasons that we face, I mean, 
Alabama's not any different than Florida is. It can be winter one day and then summer the next. Uh, it can be spring in the morning and then midsummer and then fall at night. Uh, we, we know that those things change rapidly in our climate. There's not really a predictor when those things are going to happen. That's true with our life as well. We go through these seasons, and sometimes we'll be in a season that just feels like it's just been forever. And then all of a sudden, God does something, and that changes. Sometimes you may be in a season, if it, good or bad, that you're walking through, and you're like, hey, it's, it's, this is great, this is, this is uh, what it is that we wanted, or hey, God, I'm really looking to, to get out of this. And, and it may feel like you've just been trudging along in that for, for so long, and then something changes. Well, the author here, and most believe it to be uh, King Solomon, uh, that wrote these words, although uh, there, there's not complete evidence that, that, that this is his word, he walks through this idea that there are seasons in life. There are ups and downs. There are hills and valleys that we all go through, that none of us are immune to. None of us uh, look at these things and go, okay, well, yeah, I'm not ever going to have these different things. He actually looks at 14 different opposites there in chapter 3. And we're going to walk through those here in just a moment. But the truth is, life surprises us oftentimes. Could be a sickness. Could be financial things. It could be job-related. It could be our family. It could be a lot of different things. Life surprises us. But the one thing that I'm reminded of so often is that nothing surprises God. He knows those hills and those valleys. He knows the things that we're walking through. He knows those seasons and how long they're going to last. And He is using those seasons to prepare us for that next season of life. And, and honestly, I, I was thinking this morning... I sat in my office for a little bit uh, this morning before, before service, and I was sitting there thinking, I was like, can you believe that it's already February? It is February 5th today, 2023. It seems just like yesterday that it was the first Sunday in December, and we came down to meet y'all that weekend, that call weekend that we had. It seems... Like just yesterday, although it's been two months already, that we walked into this place and God said, hey, this is, this is what we have for my church. This is where we're supposed to be. But now, we're already in February. We're one month down into 2023. And before we know it, we're going to be two months down. And before we know it, that summer's going to be here and it's going to be 115 degrees outside and inside. And we're going to be, at, I'm going to have to find some short sleeves because I don't know, I mean, I'm going to be preaching that. Uh, I sweat enough as it is. Uh, it's going to be hot outside and the next thing you know, it's going to be fall and we're going to be right back to the end of the year looking and going, where did 2023 go? What happened to it? I, I was told a, a Oftentimes growing up, is don't rush it. Don't rush time because eventually it's going to get to the point where it just flies by and, and, and you're just trying your best to grab a hold of, of the days. And some of y'all are like, yeah, that's, 
Y'all remember being told that as kids too. These teenagers sitting up here and the kids that are in here with us today, they're looking and going, that 24-hour day is really long. That eight hours that I sit in school, that is the longest time that, that it could possibly be. There's been a lot of days over the past that, that I look and go, okay, I've been, I've been in the office for five or six hours now. Where did that time go? Or I drop the kids off at school and then, and then I go and I try to do stuff during that time before I have to go pick them up. And I'm like, where did that time go? I drop them off at 8 and now it's already 2.30. Time for me to go pick them up again. And the days just fly by. And when the days fly by, so do the weeks. And then so do the months. And so do the years. It's hard to fathom that it's already... 2023. Allie and I were talking last week, and I, I may have crushed her just a little bit in this, but we were talking about our age and the fact that Matthew will be 11 at the end of the month. I was like, you're almost a teenage mom here. I mean, you're a mom of a teenager. We're getting close to that point. And reality had not set in with any of that as our kids get older that I'm like, okay, this is, this is happening. I mean, he's wrapping up fifth grade, about to start middle school, and that's, that's our reality. I'm like, where did that time go? I still see pictures on my phone of, of him who's learning to crawl. I still remember those times, the, the first time he learned how to roll over, and he rolled off the couch onto our hardwood floor, and I just hung up the phone with my dad, and, and he was like, what happened? He called me back. He said, like, what's going on? I said, Dad, he, he rolled off the couch. I got to take him to the pediatrician. He he may not survive this. So, if there's if there's anything wrong with Matthew, it's my fault because I allowed him under my care to roll off the couch. That's when I learned how. That's how you figure out you learn how to roll. That's what her pediatrician said. She said, all three of my kids they they learned. I, I learned that they knew how to roll by rolling off of something. So, apparently that's normal progression. So I don't I didn't feel as bad. Um, everything checked out on him. He was fine. But that seems just like yesterday. I can still picture those moments. I still picture the moment of, of Esme in the hospital. And yet that was seven and a half years ago. And many of y'all, you, you're rolling through pictures in your mind. You're replaying those things. You're like, Josh, I get it. It seems just like yesterday. My, how time flies. Oftentimes, we miss what God is trying to do in the midst of these days because we're just trying to go through what feels like the motions. We're trying to go to work. We're trying to provide for our family. We're trying to get kids to uh, their athletic events. We're trying to get them to their, their choir uh, events. We're trying to get them to their band things and just everything it is that they're doing and our schedule just fills up and next thing we know we blink and the kids aren't at home anymore. I was reminded of that when we went to my parents' house where I grew up for Christmas. My dad made the statement, he said, he looked at my mom and he said, so good to hear the patter of feet on that second story again. It had been years since there was anybody up there in those two rooms where me and my brother stayed. It had been years and so the five grandkids were running back and forth. They're in a different season in life. 
things have changed. Oftentimes, we just run through those days and we miss what God is trying to do. We get caught in those ruts and we look and go, okay, God, I'm, I'm tired of this season. I want something to change. Some of these students here and these kids are looking and going, I can't wait till I can drive. I can't wait till I graduate. And I, can, I, I can't wait till I get out of mom and dad's house and I don't have to listen to their rules. Kids, students, y'all listen to me here. Those rules are there to, to help you. And you're going to do the same thing to your kids one day, by the way, uh, just so y'all know. Because uh, I said the same thing, and my kids are looking and going, I can't wait to get out under his rules. Um, we wish it all to go and just kind of run through all of those things, and yet we don't take the moment to stop and say, okay, God, what are you doing in this season? Sometimes those moments are hard. Sometimes that diagnosis from the doctor is hard to hear. Sometimes those blips in our plan are hard to overcome. Those, those things that happen that we didn't expect, we look and go, okay, this just crushed my world and I don't know what to do. And oftentimes we try to scrounge and, and figure out the best way we can to make it through that season. And if we're not careful, we run through life and everything we look back over. I missed so many things. My life was vain. Everything I did was in vain because I wasn't looking for God in those moments. The author here, and we're about to, to get into this text, but this author here, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, the, the main point of it is he walks through all of this stuff. And life is meaningless without God. The sum of everything that we're going to look at is all of us are going to face these issues that we find in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. We're all going to face these highs and lows of, of life and death and work and love and, and all of these things that, that the author spells out here with these opposites. We all experience those things in life. And he's like, if you just go through those things, your time on this earth is going to feel like it was extremely pointless because everything here is meaningless without God. We're all going to run through life. That, that's, that's just the nature of it. But you'll miss the point of it if God is not at the center of your life. You're going to miss the point of it if God is not walking with you in those moments. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, starting there in verse 1, it says this. There is an appointed time for everything, and there is a time for every event under heaven. The author here reminds us that everything that happens underneath heaven, underneath eternity, has a time frame. Everything that happens in this world has an appointed time. God has ordained everything that happens. And you're like, Josh, I can't, I can't take that. Not everything that happens to us is good. But God is in so much control that he allows the things to happen. You can look at the life of Job. Job didn't deserve anything that happened to him. But Satan wanted to test him. And so God allowed it. And Job walked through some horrific times. And some of y'all say, hey, there's been moments in my life that I felt just like Job. There's been moments in my life that I'm like, hey, I, I get it. 
Even when, when, when the people that are closest to me are not giving me great advice, they're, they're just telling me, hey, you've done something wrong. You had to have done something. And you're looking and going, God, what is this? What is the meaning of all of this? Some of you have been in those moments where you feel like that. Job didn't deserve it. Neither did you. But God allows it. And that's a tough pill to swallow sometimes. That God allows things to happen to us that we don't understand. He allows things to happen to us that we can't control. But one of the things that I'm learning each and every day is that as I walk through those things, is God wants to use every moment in my life. And my role is to stop and say, okay, God, I didn't expect this. What are you doing now? What is it that you're trying to work through? What is it that you want me to see in this moment? And not just pray those things away. And not just skip through those things that he is trying to teach me. There's an appointed time for everything. There is a time for every event under heaven. And then the author here starts to walk through those 14 opposites. Those 14 opposites. And, and honestly, these are things that we don't have control over. The reason he tells us there in verse 1 that there's an appointed time for everything is because you don't have control over all these situations. You don't get to pick when life happens and when death happens. You don't get to pick when, when joy comes and when mourning comes. You don't get to pick those things. Those things just happen to us. So he reminds us in verse 1, he say, it reminds me, he's saying, Josh, you don't have control over the circumstances of your life. The only thing you have control over is following God. The only thing you have control over is where you're going to turn in those moments. Whether they're high moments or whether they're low moments. That's the only thing I have control over. Because guess what? These appointed times are going to surprise me. He walks through these things. He says a time to give birth and a time to die. It's a cycle of life. It's a cycle of life. We're, we're going to welcome new family members into our life. We're also going to have to say bye to some. Nobody is immune to that. Nobody gets to pick and choose how long we get to keep, keep people in our life. We, don't also, we also don't get to pick and choose when that new life comes in. There's a cycle to life. And it all happens at an appointed time. Verse, the, the rest of verse 2 says, A time to plant and a time to uproot what is planted. As you walk through seasons, there's, there, uh, those of you that, that ha have planted things in your time frame, and, and I, I would think that many of y'all have probably done this, there's a certain time frame where you can plant stuff if you want it to grow and yield a crop. There's a certain time where you've got to get that seed in the ground and you can't do it too early because a frost will kill it. You can't do it too late because the heat will kill it as a, as a young uh, plant. And so there's, there's a, a balance there. There's a time that we have to plant things. There's also a time to pick those plants because if we wait too long, then they're no good. I'm not very good at either one of those, picking the right time to plant or the right time to uproot, just to be honest with you. That's not our strong suit. Allie and I have talked about that. So we'd love to have a garden, but gardening is not 
in our forte. It's not something we're really good at. Some of you have got that down to a science. You know when you're planting those crops. You know uh, what it is you're going to do this year, and then next year you're going to do this because it changes stuff in the soil. And And I don't understand all that. That's probably why I'm not good at planting things. But there's a time for things to get planted, and there's a time for that stuff to get taken away. There's a time to kill and a time to heal. Some of these opposites, I'm like, hey, okay, God, where, where are we going with this? And you're like, and, and so just, just so there's a disclaimer here, I'm not saying with this scripture that there is a time for you to kill somebody. That is not accurate. That is not what this scripture is talking about. This scripture could have gone back to livestock references where there's time that you have to put down animals because they, they are not healthy. They are sick. You've got to get rid of those. It could go to uh, a time of war when there is a time that you have to defend yourself, your home, or your nation, whatever the case may be. But Scripture says that there is a time to kill and there's also a time to heal. Sometimes we know that, hey, this is not the end of the road for that beloved animal. We can continue investing in, into them and, and allowing them to, to get better. Sometimes we even struggle with this, and it's not that we kill our loved ones, but sometimes it's one of those that we have to face a diagnosis. We have to face something is coming, and the fight is not good for that family member. But there is a time... For each one of those. There's a time to tear down and a time to build up. Some things just can't be fixed. Some of those old buildings that may be on your property are one of those you look and go, hey, you know what? I, I, can't, I can't keep putting lipstick on this pig. I, I got I to go ahead and I got to go ahead and knock this thing out. I, I, can't, I can't keep doing this. I can't just keep covering this up. Eventually, we need to tear it down and build something else in that. Structures that used to be something incredible aren't great for people to be in anymore. And so sometimes it's good for us to tear those things down. Sometimes we can build those up. Verse 4 says, a time to weep and a time to laugh. It's pretty straightforward for us. Sometimes, sometimes life brings us joy. We get to share in those moments. And then sometimes life brings us pain. And there's weeping that comes in those moments. It also says a time to mourn and a time to dance. There's a time for us to mourn over those things, to grieve loss, to grieve things that have happened. But then there's also time to find joy in those things and to celebrate what life has brought us as well. He continues with these opposites in verse 5. says, a time to throw stones and a time to gather stones. If you look at this one, and that, that's one of them that uh, there's some debate on what the context might actually be. Uh, there's an old tactic, uh, military tactic there that they talk about throwing stones into uh, the fields of these other people because then it would disrupt their harvest. It would disrupt the, the growth of their plants. So they would throw stones into their fields and, and make them suffer that way by disrupting their food supply. And then there's also times that where we've got to clear the stones out so that we can plant in a field as well. 
can also be uh, in building things. Time to throw those stones away, and then there's a time to, to gather the stones to, to build new walls. Uh, and you could even look at it as what they did as punishment with uh, the adulterous woman where they gathered stones to throw at her. And yet Jesus said, hey, that sin is not yours to judge. And so he allowed them to drop those stones. There's a lot of different contexts that, that we could take that one. A time to embrace and a time to shun embracing. There's times to hold on to things in our life. And then there's times that we've got to let those things go. And that's a tough one for us to deal with. To be able to look and go, hey, you know what, this is, these, these are the people that I need to hold on to in my life. And then sometimes there are instances where we've got to let them go because that's not what's best for us. God is pulling us in a different direction. A time to search and a time to give up is lost. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear apart and a time to sew together keeps walking through these differences in life, these hills and these valleys, a time to be silent and a time to speak. That, that one's one of the hard ones for me too. And some of y'all may agree for yourselves. You may agree it's hard for me. That's fine. I admit it. But sometimes we've just got to listen. Sometimes we're not supposed to waste our words in those situations. Sometimes we're just supposed to hear those people and we're not supposed to share our thoughts because it's not going to be helpful in those moments. But then there are times that we're supposed to speak. Then there are times, that, and for some of you, that's your hardest part. It's not the whole uh, the being silent part, but it's the time to speak. And you're looking and going, I don't have that voice that I can speak in those moments. We walk into those times where we're supposed to use our voice. And there's also times we're supposed to be silent a time to love and a time to hate. This is another one of those that I had to dig in deeper with. And I'm like, Lord, we, we just talked about the fact that we're supposed to be loving one another. That that's our job. Our job is to love people. In this last series, we, we looked at that. But there are some times that we are supposed to hate the things of this world. I don't think that he's talking about individuals in this moment. We're supposed to love people, yes. But we're also supposed to have a hatred for sin, which pushes us away from it. We're also supposed to have a hatred for, for things that, that are, are not going the way that God designed it to be. Because you can't straddle that fence. A time for war and a time for peace. He walks through those 14 opposites, and a lot of them are straightforward. A lot of them are things you're like, okay, I get that. But I want you to look at that in the context of life. Those are the hills and valleys that we walk through. The ups and downs of loving people. The ups and downs of our work life. The ups and downs of life in general. That cycle of life that we walk through. There's an appointed time for everything. And we're all going to walk through these things. We'll face war. We'll face times of peace. 
We're going to face times where it's easy to love people, and then there, there's going to be times that we have to, uh, to speak to people into their life and say, hey, I can't be a part of, of this because of that sin. There's going to be times that we have to be silent and, and, and times to talk. There's, there's times that, that we're supposed to tear things apart, and then there's times we're supposed to put things back together. It's just the cycle of life. And the author here is saying is we can get caught in that rut. We can get caught in those seasons and just saying, well, this is just how life is supposed to be. This is how life is for, for everybody. And verse 9 says, well, what profit is there to the worker from that in which he toils? What good is it for us to live this life if that's what life is going to be? That's what he asked. He says, hey, you look at all 14 of those opposites there, and you probably got some that you could add in there or whatever. But he says, what profit is it to us as individuals? Why even walk through life if it's going to be like this? God, why would you create our world and allow this to happen if this is all that life is going to be? If it's just going to be these ups and downs and we're all going to face those things why do we have to do that? What does it profit? Where is the value in life? Where is the meaning to life if this is all that we're going to face? I think if we were honest with ourselves that, that many of us would look and go, you know what, Josh, I've had those questions. I've had those moments where I was like, you know what? This is a really tough season. I'd like to just give up. Why keep going back to that job that, that I hate? Why keep going back to that, that workplace that doesn't encourage me? Josh, I just, I just don't want to do it, but I can't find a way out. There's not any other doors that are open. Maybe there's times that it's tough for being honest. Maybe there's times that it's tough for us to walk in the door of our home. Because things aren't great there. Maybe there's times that it's tough for us just to get up out of bed because of the things that we're facing. Because we've not gotten a good report from anybody. The doctor hadn't told us anything good. Work is not good. Home life's not good. Finances are not good. And you just look and you're just stacking all those things up. And you're like, I don't even want to get out of bed today because things just aren't good. So what is the point in life? What is the point? If this is all we're going to do is just ride this roller coaster every day, then why even try? It feels meaningless. It will always feel meaningless. Until we set our sight on the right thing. It will always feel meaningless until we set our eyes on the correct thing. Verse 10 says, I have seen the task which God has given the sons of men with which to occupy themselves. And he's, he's continuing with that, that train of thought from verse 9. Is, is there still no point in any of this? But then you look at verse 11. And it says, He has made everything appropriate in its time. And you're looking and going, you just told me all of this stuff, these, this, this roller coaster ride that we're walking through, and you're reminding me yet again that God has done all of this in His appointed time. And Josh, I don't like that answer. 
I don't like to answer that, that God is, has, has appointed all of these things that I'm walking through. Josh, I don't like the answers that, that you're giving me about what it is that life is going to look like as I walk through these different seasons of life. Josh, I'm just ready for some springtime. I'm tired of this winter. Josh, I'm just tired uh, of, of this, this, this cold, bitter winter that's been my life for the last six, seven years. I'm, I'm ready for some summer. I'm ready for some warmth. I'm ready for some sunshine, not some cloud cover. I'm ready for something different than what it is that I've had. So what's the point? And you just keep telling me that, that God has appointed all of this stuff to happen. Well, why does it have to happen to me? I've been there. I've been in those places. So don't beat yourself up this morning if you're looking and going, Josh, I had that same conversation with myself this morning. Or I had that same conversation with a friend of mine last week that I'm just, I'm tired of us walking through this same old routine. And you're just telling me that God appointed it. He has made everything appropriate in its time. But he has also set eternity in their heart. Yet so that man will not find out the work which God has done from the beginning even to the end. This verse can confuse us this morning. We're looking and going, okay, God has appointed a time for everything. That reminds us that God is in control. It doesn't matter if you like what you're walking through right now. God is still in control. He did not make you for this world. He did not create you to come and live 75, 85, 95 years here on this earth and say, okay, that is it. No, He has created you to be in relationship with Him. And the fruit of that relationship is that when this life ends, and we'll all face that at some point in time, when this life ends here on this earth, all the heartache, all the pain, all the suffering is going to end with it. And then you'll be in the presence of your Savior if you have a relationship with Him. For those of you that are looking and going, Josh, I cannot find the meaning of life. Well, the meaning of life is tied to eternity. And the meaning of life is tied to a relationship with Christ. And, and you're looking and going, I'm tired of these seasons. Well, God is using those seasons to shape you to who it is He wants you to be. Or He's using those seasons to get your attention because He wants you to be in relationship with Him. Because that's what He created for you. He didn't create you just to come and walk this world for every whatever number of days that it is that you have that He's already appointed for you. No, He said, I've got something better for you. I want you to spend your time here on this earth and you're going to grow in your relationship with me. You're going to do some incredible things that you can't imagine because I'm going to work through you and in you. And then we're going to, at the point in time, then I'm going to call you home and you get to spend all eternity with me. That's what he created us for. But the bad part is, where would your faith be if you never had a valley? Where would your faith be if you just got to walk across the top of that mountain all the time? The last time we went to Colorado, I told, Allie asked me, she said, what, what type of hikes and stuff you want to do? I said, I want the flat ones. I did. I told her. That's what I want. I want the ones that are up there above the trees. 
that you can just walk and it feels like you can see for days. I want the ones that feel like I'm walking through a prairie. We found one of those. Found a couple of those. But that's what I wanted. I wanted just to be able to walk and not really feel the, the pain of that walk because it, it was high altitude, but it was flat. So I could just walk and just, just look and see everything that was around us, to see uh, the, the mountains that surrounded us, but to be up there and not have the trees block that view. That's what I wanted. That's what a lot of us want in life. We want that easy walk. We want that walk where it's just, you know, hey, this is, this is a nice stroll. I don't have to, I'm not even sweating. I'm not exerting any energy. I'm not getting tired. I'm just taking my leisurely stroll through life. One of the things that I found is at the mountaintop, I generally forget what it took to get there. I generally forget what it is that God did to bring me to those moments. And if we just if we just walked across the mountaintop, guess what? Every one of us in here would have very little faith. And many of us probably wouldn't be here today. Because we wouldn't be searching for God to speak into us. We wouldn't be looking because everything would just be there. It would be perfect. It would be all unicorns and rainbows and, and everything would be lovely. Esme just looked up now. She's like, unicorns and rainbows. Everything would be great. It would be easy. There's not a person in here that's felt that in their life. Why? We have to walk through these hills and valleys to draw us closer to God. One of the things that, that, we're, that you find out when you drive up those mountainsides is, is at one point in time, at some point in time, things just stop growing. You just get grass and the occasional tree. There gets a certain elevation that stuff just doesn't survive up there. It's really cool. If you've never had the opportunity, you can, you can drive up a mountainside, especially those in, in the Colorado area and those that are really high peaks, and you get past all the trees. And that, to me, that's where it's at. Because the views just go forever. And it's just beautiful. It, but the thing is, all the growth happens down in the valley and up that mountainside. Once you get up to the top there, there's not a whole lot of growth. You're just experiencing the views. But to get to those, to get to those moments, you've got to go through all of that growth. You've got to go through all that vegetation. You've got to go through those points where you can't really see where the trail is taking you. You've got to walk that path to be able to experience that summit. We don't like doing that. We want the easy part of these opposites. We want that love. We want the time to keep. We want the time to sew together. We want the time to be silent. We want the time to laugh, to dance, uh, to gather the stones, to, to embrace, to give birth, to plant and heal. That's the stuff that we want in life. But if that's all we had, we wouldn't appreciate it because we've not walked through those other things. See, the truth of the reality is we have to be reminded that God's in control or we forget that God's even around. So this morning, I don't know what it is you're walking through. I don't know what it is, what season it is that you're facing. 
But God is still in control. He has made everything appropriate in its time. He has also set eternity in their heart. This is not the end for those that believe in Christ. This is not the end of your relationship with Jesus. It doesn't start and stop here at the altar. A lot of people live their life like that's the fact is, hey, I come here and I pray a prayer and then I can go and I can live my life how I want to and then I end up here in a casket when people say bye to me and that was my Christian life. No, that's not the way that goes. Because true Christian life, you come and you accept a relationship with Christ and you walk into that and you continue to change each and every day until he calls you home. And you're reaching people, you're spreading that, you're using your voice to speak his truth. Then he calls you home and then you get to really experience that Christian walk. You get to be in his presence 24-7 365, with no care in the world. You're not worrying about anything. You're just there with your Savior and your Creator. Singing songs of praise. Songs that we've never heard before. Getting to experience the things that John saw in the book of Revelation. He said eternity in our hearts. And so we struggle with the things of this world because this is not our home. Our home is with our Creator. It says, yet so that man will not find out the work with which God has done from the beginning even to the end. That's a reminder that we're not going to understand the things of this world. We're not going to understand why God is doing the things that he does until we get into his presence. And then we're not going to care why God did the things that he did because we made it to where we were supposed to be. God doesn't have to tell you why he's doing things. Sometimes he gives you a glimpse of that. And I'm so grateful for the times that God has looked and said, Josh, this is why I'm doing this. This is why you walked through this moment. It's because I was leading you here. We've seen some of that in the last couple of months. Al and I have had those conversations even this past week of the things that we walked through and God showing us, hey, this is why I allowed you to walk through that because I had something different for you. He gives us those every once in a while, but he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to tell you why. It's hard for me to understand that I don't deserve why. I also don't deserve a relationship with him, but he said, here you go, my child. I love you, and that's exactly what I want. I got to be okay with that. I got to be okay with trusting that he is in control. I got to be okay with not having all the answers, knowing that as long as I trust him, as long as I put my faith in him, I get what it is I was created for, which is eternity in his presence. And when I look at it that way, it doesn't really matter what life throws at me. It doesn't really matter what what happens on this this world or in this lifetime. Because my life is not meaningless. Because my life ends where it truly begins. In His presence. Verses 12 and 13 as we wrap up this morning says, I know that there is nothing better for them than to rejoice and to do good in one's lifetime. Moreover, that every man who eats and drinks sees good in all his labor. It is the gift of God. When was the last time you treated the days that you had as a gift of God? 
When was the last time that we looked and said, Lord, I I see all that you're doing, the heartaches, the struggles, and Lord, I know that you're going to use it to grow me. Lord, I know that you're going to use it to speak into my life. Lord, you're trying to get my attention. You're trying to push me in a different direction. Or Lord, you're just giving me some favor today with a good day. We've got the sun shining. It's beautiful weather. And Lord, you're just making things happen today. One of those traffic lights were green. Uh, my, my favorite restaurant's open today. Whatever the case may be, looking at all those things, it's, sometimes we get that favor of God. And sometimes we get those times going, God, are you still there? It's really, really dark. God, are you still there? I, I'm trying to see you in these moments. That's that roller coaster that we live each and every day. But every one of those days is a gift from God. Every day that you have, and some of you say, Josh, I understand that far more than you'll ever realize. Because some of you have walked through things that God allowed you to survive. And you're looking and going, God, I don't know why you brought me through that. But you did. And so today is a gift from you. And I'm going to treat it as a gift from you. Today is another opportunity to serve you. So that's exactly what I'm going to do. Why? Because your life has meaning and you realize that because you've seen God work. Don't get caught in the fact that this season right now that you may be in is a very hard, tough season. It may be the hardest season that you've ever walked through. What is God trying to teach you? What is it that God is trying to show you? What is it that God wants to do in your life? How is He going to use that story to change somebody else's life? And you look and go, Josh, I don't want that story. I hear that. We don't get to pick our stories, but we get to use our story for His glory. And that's the purpose of life, is we walk through these things so that we can be used by Him. Even when it hurts. Even when it's not what we want or what we would choose. He says, let me use it for my glory. Today, He wants to do that with you. Whatever season you're in, he's in control. The good or the bad or the in-between. If you're at the bottom of the mountain, if you're at the top, or if you're on the way up, whatever it may be, wherever you are, God is still in control. He still wants to do something in your life. While you have breath in your lungs, he is still using you. Don't look at this season of life, whatever it may be, the stuff that you're walking through right now. Don't look at that and say, it's not worth it. It's all in vain. No, I'm telling you this morning, God is looking at us and saying, child, when you get through this, I'm going to use it. When you get through this, I'm going to use it for my glory, and it's going to preach volumes that I'll never be able to preach. It's going to speak louder than I'll ever be able to speak. God wants to use your story. And so he allows things to happen to us so that we can reach a lot of different people for him. I don't know where you're at today. I don't know if life does feel meaningless to you. It very well could. And don't think that there's anything wrong with you because life doesn't feel great right now. That's okay. You can be in that place. It's okay to not be okay. 
Those are the moments that we need to lean on Him. Here in just a moment, they're going to sing an invitation. And this altar is going to be open for you to come and lay those things at His feet. For you to spend that time and let go, God, I don't know what it is you're doing, but I'm trusting you that you're doing something. Here's a place that you lay that down. For some of you, you may not have a relationship with Christ, and you're going, Josh, right now my life is in vain. Because if you're telling me the meaning of life is, is to be in a relationship with Him, then I have no meaning to my life. Well, today that can change, and that is our prayer, that today that does change. If you do not have a relationship with Jesus, and you feel that tug at your heart, you can have a relationship with Him today. He is calling you home. No matter what it is you're facing, no matter what the season or the heartache is, now's the time to respond to Him, ever how He's speaking to you. In just a moment, the altar will be open for you to do business with God. I'm trusting that that's what you're going to do. Let us pray. Father, we come to you today. Lord, we're asking, we're asking for you to move in this place, Lord, for, for you to do something incredible, and we're going to give you the glory for it all. Lord, your people have heard your word, and Lord, now it's time for us to respond. So give us the courage, give us the boldness to be able to step out in faith. To be able to look and go, you know what, God, I'm, I'm trusting you in this season of life. I'm trusting you to, to help me walk through what it is that I'm walking through. Because I know your word tells me that, that there's an appointed time for this. And so you are in control. So God, we're trusting you. Lord, give them boldness. If somebody's in this place and they don't have a relationship with you, Lord, don't let them leave this place this place without that today. God, help us to respond to you ever how you lead today. We give you the glory for it all. In your holy name I pray. Amen. If you were encouraged by today's talk, please be sure to rate us and subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you stream your podcast. Thanks for listening to the Highland Baptist Church Podcast.